With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Major League Baseball All-Star Game. That's basically the only big game that's going on in the uh, sporting world tonight. American League up 1-0 on the National League. They're in the bottom of the first inning. Andy Diaz with a solo homer. The only run of the game. And four Jays are involved in the game. I don't think they've... Uh, I don't think we've seen them, uh, any of them yet. That's Vladimir Guerrero, Bo Bichette, Whit Merrifield, and uh, pitcher Jordan Romano. Edmonton Riverhawks in action tonight. They're on the road in Kelowna taking on... Uh, the uh, Falcons, they'll be back, uh, the Riverhawks, a week today uh, to uh, – actually, they're in Kamloops. Did I say Kamloops or did I say Kelowna? Kamloops, North Paws. There you go. It is Kamloops. I do have it on the right – I do have it on the right day now. Well, let us go here. He'll uh, correct you every <laughs> single time. I know. It's I know team. he will. I know he will. That's his hood. Good Kelowna boy. Or Camelot's boy. He's a he's, he's a yeah, don't player, don't right? call him a Kelowna boy. Oh, yes, God, I'm sorry. That's heat. I'm sorry. That is heat. <laughs> I'm in trouble now. Camelot's boys. Yes, there yes, you go. They're in Camelot's yes. tonight to take on the North Paws, and a week today they'll be back home taking on the Ridgefield Raptors. Uh, been a tough season for the Riverhawks, uh, although it's been pretty good at the ballpark uh, this year. Also, Edmonton Stingers they're not in action until. Uh, Thursday night, 7 and 8, they take on the Saskatchewan Rattlers. That'll be the first of a home-and-home set. Elks and Tiger Cats on Thursday, 5.30, countdown to kickoff, 7 o'clock at Commonwealth Stadium. Elks and Tiger Cats. We'll hear from David Beard in a moment. Just want to let you know, uh, at the bottom of the hour, looking forward to having Mark Kennedy back on the show. He's the third for Team Brennan Botcher. They were wild card number one at the uh, Tim Hortons Briar. And they will be in uh, the 2024 Tim Hortons Briar because they were one of two pre-qualified teams. Uh, event will be in Regina. Also, Matt Dunstone of uh, Winnipeg used to actually curl for uh, Saskatchewan. Uh, the uh, two teams that uh, will be in the Briar. So, you know, let's talk with Mark. I mean, Mark is a great guest, and I want to talk about it's the summer. What is a curler? Doing the summer, what's the workout regimen like? It's a lot. Uh, it's it's intense, of course, because you got that Olympic cycle. And I just want to talk about the format of the Briar. Well, first of all, is this a good thing to pre-qualify? I mean, what does this mean? They can do nothing now. I mean, it's all easy and 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 you know, just kick your feet up. Of course, it doesn't mean that they're going to be playing a lot of competitive uh, spiels uh, before then. But uh, I also want to talk about the format of the Briar because. You know, it would appear to me that there's maybe one or two so-called playoff rounds that maybe could be eliminated. You know, they've been trying to find a way to tweak the format. There's 18 teams now. They're broken up into pools. You have Team Canada now, which I like with Brad Gushu. He'll be coming back to represent Team Canada. But then you have three wildcard teams. Do we have to call them wildcard one, two, and three? 
is there another way we could do this? And is there another, is there a round or two that we can, we can cut out? Like personally, do we have to have a seeding round for the page playoffs? Do we really have to do that? And if you win your pool, do you have to play an extra playoff game? Should you be a little bit, you know, should be should you be rewarded? So lots to talk about with Mark, who is uh, outspoken, but also uh, very fair as well. Well, uh, he was one of my uh, favorite members of the Green and Gold, and uh, I think the best center in the league. I think Mark Cordy is not far behind, but uh, David Beard is a member of the Hamilton Tiger Cats after being traded last September and uh, happy to be joined by David now. David, uh, welcome back to the airwaves here. Uh, how you doing? Doing great, Dave. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. It's uh, nice to chat with you uh, again. And I think we had you on the show sometime after the trade uh, late in 2022. Um, so I'm going to re-ask a question that probably Reed asked you is uh, tell me how you're fitting in with Hamilton. It must be a much better feeling now that you had a training camp and uh, you kind of got some roots down there now and your family's with you. So how, how's life as a Tiger Cat? Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, obviously, having some time to adjust and prep, uh, as opposed to just kind of showing up within a handful of hours, is is always nice. Um, able to bring the family out and stuff early to kind of get settled in and make sure they're looked after too. So that's that's always good. So life as a Tiger has been great. It's um, it's a really special club out here, and we've we've been having a lot of fun and lots of hard work ahead of us. And yeah, we're we're having a lot of fun. You know, I, I know you're from here, and I know Edmonton, as you know, it's a very blue collar community. But I think yeah. if you can't play in Edmonton, Hamilton seems to be a place where David Beard would fit really well in. <laughs> yeah, well, it does have that blue collar beer, like you said. Um, so that's nice. Um, it's uh, it's definitely that urban feel too, though, being so close to Toronto. So it's it's a that's it's true. a wake up call in that sense. So it's uh, it's different. It's cool. You know, Hamilton has this reputation of being kind of, you know, this this heavy industrial town and, um, you know, it's like, what's there? What's there that's good? And there's a lot there that's good. And unfortunately, I haven't seen enough of it. But uh, uh, have you had time to discover uh, what is around Hamilton and what is in Hamilton that, that makes it so special? Yeah, well, I mean, it's a little cliche for offensive line, but I tell you what, man, the food scene here is incredible. Really, really good yeah. food here. Um, I got a laundry list of places to go check out here on my on my phone that uh, I'll be slowly kind of chip away and knock off the list throughout the year. So it's uh, it's pretty awesome, though. I will say that. Really, yeah, I would say food. it's right up there. I agree. Uh, you know, as far as road stops are concerned, I probably would put it in the top three. If you if you want to find anything you want. You can find it in, in, in Hamilton for sure. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. well, uh, one thing you got is is a win on Saturday. Your first win of the season over the Ottawa Red Blacks, 21-13. Uh, tell me about finally getting that W and getting that good feeling in the locker room. Yeah, no, it's, uh, there's that um, kind of old adage of winning solves everything. And um, it's, uh, it does cover a multitude of sins, uh, so to speak, but um, it's there's still lots of corrections and lots of things that we're working on as a team and individually and as groups, uh, kind of within the team. So, yeah, the, the win is great, um, but we're by no means not even close to hanging our hat on that. Um, we we know the work that's ahead of us and what's kind of cut out for us. So, it's uh, yeah, there's no fooling the the group um, about where we're at in terms of. We have more production that we want to see out of ourselves um, as a club, and 
yeah, definitely no shortage of work. So yeah, I'm sure you're not happy about kicking five field goals. You're happy that Mark Leggio kicked five field goals because you needed <laughs> them, but uh, every offense wants to find the find a way to get the ball in the end zone. Yeah, of course, absolutely. So I I was looking the other day and I go. Tyreek McAllister had a good day at 64 yards. And I'm like, because I, I honestly, I didn't get a chance to see the game. I was uh, family and I were in Regina visiting some friends. So we stayed extra long in Regina after the game on Thursday. And I looked yesterday, I'm going, wow, one catch for 64 yards and a touchdown. And it was huge. I mean, what a play that was by, uh, by uh, McAllister. Yeah. The guy's got wheels. He, uh, he really showed his talent there. Um, we were thrilled to see him bust out that way. And, uh, yeah, he did, he did a really good job. Uh, made a play when he, when he needed to made a play when it counted. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was two thumbs up. The club was stoked for him. So now tell me your reaction when you were watching the final play, the cease part for Dustin crumb, who's got a lane to the end zone. Um, Watching on it, watching the highlight of it, it was like unbelievable. And Chris Edwards just make just basically throws a body block and finds a way to stop him before the goal line. But what was that feeling like when you saw him take off uh, towards the end zone? Yeah, you know what? If I'm being totally honest, the angle that we had from our bench, it was it was hard to tell exactly how far or how close he was to the goal line. Um, but seeing it in replay and seeing it on film, I was like, holy smokes! Boys, way to way to make a make a stop when I count it. You know what I mean? Um, it was uh, yeah, it was uh, that last kind of drive. Um, Ottawa did a pretty good job of getting after the defense, um, but you know what? Defense stood uh, stood the ground when they needed to and came with a win. That's 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 kind of the name of the game is making plays on the count in this business. So. David Beard joins us, former Edmonton Elks offensive lineman, currently of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, joining us here on 630 Chet Inside Sports. Elks and Tiger Cats here on 630 Chet, 530 countdown to kickoff, and 7 o'clock is the kickoff between the Elks and the Tiger Cats. So you talked about, look, don't be fooled by the win. We still got lots to clean up here. But tell me about doing that on the back of a win compared to, uh, you know, having losses to deal with and trying to make corrections. Yeah, I mean... For lack of better phrasing, I'd say it, the the benefit of that is um, guys aren't quite as puckered. Um, they're kind of playing a little bit looser. They have a little bit more confidence, um, but that confidence is not um, without the understanding of where we're at. Like I like I was just mentioning, it's it's just nice to be able to have something to launch off of as opposed to something to dig out of. Um, so it's no shortage of work, but we're uh, we're happy to have a win. Um, we're not taking that for granted, but um, we're we're not making it more than it is. So, Bo Levi Mitchell, you get a chance to play with him after going against him for uh, so many years. And when I mean against, he was on the other side. Obviously, you're not facing yeah. him. And Bo Levi yeah. Mitchell's polarizing uh, for uh, Elks fans. And I always like the joke that uh, Bo Levi loves a lot of Bo Levi, but uh, I love his competitiveness <laughs> and fire and all that. And uh, of course, yeah. the hype between the rivalry between he and the you know, back in the Eskimos with Mike Riley was always really, really uh, fun. Uh, yeah. But, you know, he's not available right now. You got Matthew Schiltz as your quarterback. But tell me, what's it like? What was it like to, to have Bo and what's it like to still have Bo around and uh, the influence that he has not only on the field, but now in the locker room and in the meeting rooms? Yeah, you know, it, it's, it was kind of interesting when uh, I saw the, the workings of the transaction kind of go through and see that unfold i was like wow okay i'm gonna have to like unravel some of this manufactured distaste um 
going back to the, the ABC comment for anyone but Calgary. Um, yeah. And it was a classic in the Edmonton region. So it was kind of funny. <laughs> but um, no, getting Nobo has been great. Um, he's a great dude. Uh, he's a phenomenal football player, um, a great football mind. Um, so he, he's, he's a great teammate to have. Um, that doesn't go without mentioning how phenomenal of a job Schultz has been doing as well. He He's just so classy and um, so smooth in terms of transitioning between roles, whatever role he needs to play. And right now it's a pretty significant role. Um, it's, it's just awesome to see. He's just cool as a cucumber coming in, making plays, not being jittery and being nervous or, Doubting, like he's just in, ready to ready to do his job. He's his number's called, and he's ready to go. So it's it's a it's a real treat working the shelves too. David Beard of the Hamilton Tiger Cats joining us here on six thirty. Chad Inside Sports. Um, now I'm I'm going to ask an offensive lineman this question about: Is there still a place in the game for the run game? Because there's a lot of people that says there is no place for it. I mean, it's about passing the ball. It's about being creative with your running back. I look at the numbers of James Butler. 17 carries, 62 yards, three and a half yard average. A lot of offensive coordinators would go, it's not working, we're dumping it. But uh, you stuck with it. But is there a place in the game for the run or has it kind of changed how teams use the run? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. Truthfully, it's loaded. Um, I mean, just to even reflect on this past game for us, yeah, we had, um, I believe it was 20-plus carries. Um, and we, you look at the film and you kind of break it down. Coach has done a great job of kind of bringing that to our attention. But um, half of them were great runs that busted for great numbers, and they were very productive. And then half of them were were uh, unproductive. Uh, so it's – honestly, if I'm being truthful, it's it comes down to the players executing and doing the um, – doing the job that's required uh, and some of it is just losing losing focus or getting beat physically or how many mental mistake here or there um, that kind of dis- dismantles the productivity. Uh, so it's reflecting back on that. It's like all it takes is doing, doing the system and, and um, sticking to the plan that way. Um, but of course there's the other side of the coin where, yeah, the, the CFL game is set up to be obviously uh, heavily dependent on the past, but, if if you're not balancing that, then you're going to run into problems as well. It's it's a the age old discussion, right? Yeah, and coaches are battling that all the time, and players are battling that, and it, yeah, it's it's constant chess match, right? So yeah, no question. I love the way you answer that question. Um, okay, here it comes. Um, I find football to be the least sentimental of all the sports I have covered. And, you know, hockey, there's a lot of sentimentality when the former player goes back to his former team or city or whatever it is. Um, I, you know, I remember two years ago asking Armando Sewell when he came back as a member of the Alouettes and he spent, uh, you know, a decade here in Edmonton and, no, you know, he's like, I haven't thought about it. No, no, that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm an Alouette. For you, someone who has, has grown up in this area, who's from this area, first time being back in Edmonton, facing your former team in the stadium that you called home are the feelings starting to well up or is it you're you're like hey man it's just another game you know i'm sure if i let them uh they might but um no i've been intentional about reminding myself that this is it truly is just another game uh it's the next task that we need to take care of so not to be disappointed in terms of a news story there for you dave but it's just it, it's it, it truly is just preparing for the next game and um 
yeah, got friends that are still on team and, and there's great memories and stuff like that. But it's, it's something that you both, it automatically it becomes kind of a, a memory and you also kind of make it a memory too. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's, there's a bit of both, but it's, it's, yeah, it's business trip and I'll worry about that in a decade. But worry about the green and gold in the decade. So. I, love, I love that answer as well, and I, I would not expect anything less from you, David. So that's 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 an excellent answer. Uh, great to chat with you again, my man. Uh, I'll be looking forward to uh, the game on Thursday. It'll be weird to see you in that uniform in that stadium, but uh, hey, it is what it is. So uh, the Elks are chasing you, and you're going to try and do your best to uh, create some distance and uh, wish you all the best. Uh, maybe not on Thursday, but beyond that, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. Appreciate you, Dave. Take care, buddy. All right, David Beard, uh, former Edmonton Elks offensive lineman, currently of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and he will be on the visiting sideline as the Elks look for win number one against the Tiger Cats, who have one win already. And you catch that game right here on 6.30, Chad, 5.30 for countdown to kickoff and the opening kickoff just after 7 o'clock. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Fourth at the Major League Baseball All-Star Game at T-Mobile Park in Seattle, and it's 1-1 National League and American League as the National League finally gets on the board as the Luis Arias singles to right field to score a run. So bottom of the fourth and the American League and National League tied at one. And no, as has been the case for the last few years, and I'm happy about this, the winner of the game will not determine home field advantage in the World Series. It's still good enough. It's still, it's actually, it's a very good all-star format, in my opinion. Uh, this is the best all-star game out of all of them, and uh, it didn't need that little gimmick, so I'm glad they got rid of it. Anyway, uh, it's July 11th, but we're going to talk some curling when we come back. Uh, Mark Kennedy will join us from uh, Team Brendan Botcher. The... Rink has been pre-qualified for the Tim Hortons Briar in 2024 in Regina. And we'll talk about uh, the new format and, and being pre-qualified and how do they keep their edge and what does a curler do in the summer to, to keep fit and train and uh, when do things really ramp up for a professional curler. We'll be uh, back with uh, Mark Kennedy, one of our uh, favorite guests here on 630 Chat Inside Sports. It's Cam Lynn for Wilkins. 